Well, the seasons are changing. We're heading inside. It's time to make sure that your furniture throughout your house is best in class, comfortable, and stylish. And you can do all of that with Article because Article believes in delightful designs for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortments of mid-century modern coastal industrial Scandi and boho designs make furniture shopping simple. Nally and I have several article pieces, both indoor and outdoor furniture. We absolutely love them. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash V-I-A-L-L and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash V-I-A-L-L for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. What's going on? <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can we keep that in? I don't know. You can get to the clip. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new and exciting episode of the Vile Files Ask Nick edition. I'm your host, Nick, joined by the the household. It's a, it's, it's a skeleton crew today. We got Derek. What's up? Uh, and we have... Allie live from Minneapolis. Um, it's Allie Martin. Where in? Uh, you do live in Minneapolis. Is your like? Are you in Minneapolis? No. Outside of Minneapolis, no. St. Paul. No, they're they're outside of St. Paul. Outside of St. Paul, isn't that kind of all yeah. the same? I mean, sure, but if you like talk to someone who lived in the Twin Cities, they probably want more of a specific. It's a big territory. Yeah, I mean, for for someone who's not from that general area, Minneapolis works. Yeah. Okay. Are sure. you? Do you have pre- like? Are yeah. you? Is it? Is there like a team Minneapolis and team St. Paul? Yeah, for sure. I feel like they're very different. Also, St. Paul is the capital. It's not Minneapolis. They're like next just door saying. to each other. I know. I'm just saying. Uh. Anyway, uh, Allie is in Minneapolis. She moved. Allie moved. <laughs> <laughs> I know Allie hasn't been on the show as much recently. She's been taking on more responsibility for us. Actually, not less. More. Uh, I've been super important in that department, but uh, she is obviously still very much with us. But Allie had decided that L.A. wasn't her her la la land, you know, and uh, <laughs> decided uh, she wanted to go back home. And just because Allie means so much to us, we we wanted to make it work with Allie. So here we are. We figured we'd have a little Nick, Allie, and uh, Derek time. Where's some Amanda's at a wedding or some shit? Where's she off to? I'm not sure. I marked her in the calendars She's somewhere. out of office, She's... but I don't put the reason. <laughs> Amanda is not here. That's where she is. She's on the East Coast. She's, I on, she's on the East Coast? Yeah, she probably waved to you, Allie. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, there you go. Maybe, maybe. She's, I don't maybe know. she's flying over you right now. Right now, as we speak. But how was the move, Allie? Anything you want to say, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like a little, a little, like, I don't want to lie because I was so, so I, I always try, I don't like to do anything too risky. So, like, I still have my apartment in L.A. I needed, like, a little safety net. What so did you do with your car? it doesn't feel still in L.A. Okay. <laughs> Everything's in L.A. <laughs> I'm here. So, you wait, you might move back? I'm trying to enter into an experiment in which I switch out variables at a time. You're in a situation just, I'm trying to be calculated. I needed a little reset. It might it might be permanent. I think we're going to take it day by day and see how it feels. 
but I will say so far it's been nice. It feels a lot calmer. I get to take Kiki on these like wooded paths, like around a lake for her walks every day, as opposed to dirty concrete. We lost our office dog. It's a real bummer. I think that's what people are more upset about. It's not actually me. Well, it's both of you, but there is something about having an office dog, you know? Yeah. There's a presence, like there's less barking. There's still some barking, which is a little weird, but (laughs) (laughs) no, but Kiki was always so hungry for attention. She would jump on everyone's lap. She was crazy. She really would greet our guests in a really loving way. Yeah. She would sit with our guests. Like we would have guests crying and Kiki's there. Where is she right now, Allie? She by your side? She has the exact same bed that she had in LA. And then I brought her Vile Files bowl home. So she has the exact same setup. I think she thinks we're at the, we're doing the same thing just without all you guys. That warms my heart. Yeah. I was wondering where your car was. I was driving in. I was like, what did she do with her fucking car? She just flew home. Yeah. Well, I don't believe in the drive. I think you ship cars. I don't think you need to do 100% you ship cars. Yeah. It's it's actually crazy. I feel like most people don't know about this. Like it's strangely not as expensive as you think it would be. No. So I ran the numbers when I moved out to LA of what it would mean for like my parents and I to get in the car, drive several days, get hotels every night. Then you can't fit as much stuff in your car. So you have to end up just shipping additional stuff. And yeah. it actually ended up being Way cheaper more yes. to just yes. ship the car with yeah. all my stuff in it and have us fly. That's what we did with Natalie's car when she moved out. Yeah. Here. We were, I was like, oh, I'll fly out to Savannah and we'll do some fun road trip. And then I remembered when Jared moved out here and lived with me, uh, he shipped his car out and he told me about it. It's like like a thousand bucks or something. You know, maybe it's higher now with fucking gas and inflation. But yeah, when you do the math and gas and the the, the time it's going to take and short of you being like just a, a road trip warrior. Uh, and like you said, you, didn't, you know, you could s- stuff your car full of your valuables. I mean, I guess there's always the, you know, risk that. I wouldn't put anything too valuable in it. I feel like a, your car does go on a, a sketchy journey when you when you ship it across country. I want to do like a time lapse. Do one of those little like GoPros on your on your yeah, windshield. That would and just actually have it go with you. And just have it go on the car. Yeah, right? yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. But anyone moving cross country, um, yeah, you should consider shipping your car, not driving it out there. Save the save the miles. Yeah, it was one of those things where you're you're surprised by. Uh, you would think it'd be way more expensive. No, for sure. Like I've had to like ship, I don't know, products and that cost me a few hundred bucks for shipping. And I'm like, what? You know, like maybe I had to overnight something and then a car you'd think would be so much more and it's just not. Wow. But anyway. Um, <laughs> this intro is just a PSA for shipping your shipping car. Shipping your car. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Allie, we're, we're glad you're still with us. We're happy. You are happy in Minneapolis, St. Paul, wherever the fuck. Paul. Is that the twin? Yeah. Is St. Paul the twin to Minneapolis? I'm well. If it depends on who you ask. Okay. St. Paul, like Ali said, is the capital of Minneapolis. Okay. So, you know, Minneapolis, St. Paul is the capital of Minnesota. Excuse me. Uh, Minneapolis is the bigger city. It would be like you know, it, it, I'm like you know, as if most people know Wisconsin cities, but Milwaukee is the major city in Wisconsin. Yeah. Madison is the capital. They're an hour and a half away from each other. It would be like if they cut out that hour that that the 90 miles between Madison and Milwaukee and just like put them next to each other. It's kind of a bizarre thing. What is the history behind the Twin Cities? I don't like, why do they just call it one city? Like, 
Like, why couldn't they just like because get they're along? two separate cities? They're literally next door to each other. Yeah, but yeah, I know. But New York's got five boroughs. Like, I guess I don't know. I loved some Twin Cities history. Minneapolis and St. Paul each began as tiny immigrant towns and grew up together, eventually forming a cohesive metropolis that's part bustling city, part sleepy suburb, part natural beauty, and all uniquely Minnesota. <laughs> Incredible. Good to know. Wow. That sounded like they're a travel site. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's literally TwinCitiesSightseeingTours.com. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it sounded like. I want the, I want the dirty history. You know? Yeah, why do they hate Ooh. each other? Like, is there drama? Should we have them on? I feel like, yeah, it's like a <laughs> Sharks versus the Jets or something. It was like two gangs, two rival gangs or something. Gangs of the Twin Cities. Ooh. Yeah. It's like West Side Story or like something. Martin Scorsese. Uh, do we have a writer in reality? We do. We do, we do. Okay. So this writer in her says, I'm 30 years old, married for six years to my high school sweetheart, and we have a one-year-old daughter. I would appreciate your advice and opinion. Recently, I have developed a crush on my younger coworker. We work in different departments, so we don't interact much. However, during our limited interactions, I have become somewhat infatuated. We share the same values and hobbies, in particular running, and he is very cute. I know that I would never act on this crush, but here are my questions. Is it normal slash okay for a married woman to entertain herself with an innocent crush? Or is this a sign of a larger issue in my marriage? Two. The coworker and I are both very serious runners. I have some running goals that I hope to accomplish in the next year, and I would like to ask him for his help with my training. This could potentially involve going on some runs together or with a group. Is it okay to spend time with him, most likely in a group setting, and communicate with him about my training? Or am I just asking for trouble? I love my husband, he is my best friend, and we make a good team. We've known each other since we were 12, and that is a bond that can never be broken. But we are missing That's that romantic spark and the butterflies that I feel toward my coworker crush. Is it okay to continue to innocently entertain this crush or should I shut it down? And if so, how do I do that? I'm kind of like disappointed in our writer in her. Does she listen to this show? I mean, she wrote it into us, so I would assume so. Uh, right? I don't know. Has she not listened to anything we've ever said? But I do think it's impressive that she is reaching out like the amount of people who have called in who would have just acted on this and blown up their life i think she's actually trying to discern why these feelings are coming up what's okay what's not it's better for her to reach out and ask advice than actually be thinking about what she's doing than just blindly act on something and regret it down the line well sure yeah it's definitely a positive i mean you know i love it when she's like we have so much in common like running <laughs> like okay a lot of people run um listen yeah, it's like, okay, she has a crush. I'm glad she's acknowledged that, but it's not innocent. It's not an innocent crush. You know, how would you feel if you found out your husband had a crush on a younger woman he, he worked with? How is that? How, how about any, what about any of that is innocent? You know, we can't necessarily, well, we can control our thoughts and feelings, but at times it might feel like we, we can't. It sounds like, yeah, she's lost. Something about her and her husband, have, they've lost their connection. As we've talked about often on this show, their connection isn't as strong as it used to be. And right now, instead of focusing on that and trying to reconnect with her husband and sitting down with them and just saying, hey, I feel a little bit more disconnected with you. I don't feel X, Y, or Z. You know, What can we do about that? How can we work on that? You know, et cetera, et cetera. Instead, 
she is taking her relationship with her husband for granted. And by granted, you know, our bond will ne could never be broken. We've known each other for so long. That's not true. You could totally break your bond. Try fucking this guy and see how strong that bond is. Nick! She said our bond could never be broken. I'm going to give this our, our writer in the benefit of the doubt and know that she knows the difference between being right or wrong. She knows what is okay and what's not okay. But, you know, she's in this situation. Maybe she hasn't, you know, maybe she's been down in her dumps. I don't know what the reasons are. The reasons of uh, maybe she's not feeling as seen by her husband. Maybe he hasn't done anything romantic for her. And maybe, well, that's maybe what they she haven't had shared interests. We're missing the romantic spark and okay. the butterflies that I feel toward my coworker crush. So I feel like in a way... It does, as we talk about a lot on the show, it relationships take work. And the longer you're with each other, you've known each other since you were 12, you were high school sweethearts, you got married, you now have a one-year-old. I can understand that, you know, suddenly compared to your marriage in which you don't feel a spark, having these feelings is kind of like, a, oh, wait, I need, like, this is crazy because I'm feeling this toward this coworker crush and I don't feel anything like this toward my husband right now. That's not to say, like, maybe you didn't feel that at the beginning, but how would you recommend she tries to accomplish the same feeling, that same spark, those same butterflies with her husband. So maybe she's not looking elsewhere, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, it's not till death do you get a crush. Or till, uh, what well, I don't know how. Like, until, until it slightly gets until you difficult get a crush, or you have a challenge. Part. Yeah. Until you get a crush, do you part, you know? Like, life happens. Yeah, having a kid is stressful. You know, work can be stressful. Raising kids can be stressful. It's easy for people who have known each other for a long period of time to take each other for granted. They're not the first couple, a young couple that's experienced stuff like that. But to talk about it as if it's an excuse to, in, you know, tempt yourself and to give in to, you know, make excuses like, oh, we ha like you have, you don't have a, you met someone, you have a common interest. Like I mentioned in my book, right? Like, Trust compatibility over chemistry because chemistry is hard to rely on. It's hard to count on. It's easy to manufacture. You can manufacture chemistry on a TV show like The Bachelor. Perfect example, chemistry. They, she feels chemistry with this guy because they run, you know, because there's a shared interest. They can, he, she can talk about new goals and PRs that she said, and he can be like, oh yeah, me too. And they can relate to each other. And she clearly enjoys running and has a passion for it. And this guy gives a shit about her passion and that creates chemistry. But that's, that can be easily temporary, you know, just because they have a shared mutual interest over running, maybe it's a temporary hobby for this guy, you know, but also relationships aren't based off of hobbies, you know, hobbies can come and go. So listen, if you, you married this guy, if you really think is, if this is your person, if this is the person you chose to marry and you want to be with, then when shit gets hard, you have to sit each other down and just have some honest conversations. You know, you can't look for outside validation with other people. Um, and stop kidding yourself uh, about putting yourself in compromising situations where, you know, you're in the same room. And just because you're around other people doesn't make it okay for him to flirt with you and for you to, like, bat your eyes back, you know, just because you're in a group setting. Yeah. Um, or share these little intimate moments and things like that. So you know, my advice to her is have an honest conversation with her husband about how she's been feeling, what she would like the two of them to do. Hey, I feel disconnected from you. I don't feel like we're sharing those intimate moments. I'd like for us to work on that. How can we do that? Well, again, obviously couples therapy. Sometimes it's having a conversation. Hopefully he hears her and, and gives a shit, you know, hopefully she hears, Hey, I just haven't been as happy or as motivated. And 
I want to reconnect with you. But the problem with having a crush sometimes is it makes you not want to focus on the relationship that you're in. It makes you want to focus on the crush. So, mm. you know, her energy that's going to be required to help with this problem that she's having with her husband is going towards this crush right now. She's thinking about her crush. She's thinking about running with him. She's, you know, negotiating with herself about her values and what's okay and what's not okay. And she's probably lying to herself about what she's doing and downplaying it and things like that's energy. And that, that's energy that she could be putting toward this relationship and towards her kids and things like that. Like no one ever said that marriage was going to, you know, ever be, have its moments of disconnect. I don't know. There's probably not a married couple on this planet that's been married for, I don't know, five plus years that haven't experienced you know, temporary moments of feeling distant from their partner and lost that love and feeling and that chemistry, or maybe they're having less sex and things like that. But the people who care and give a shit um, and are committed to each other, figure out a way to make it work, you know? And sometimes you just have to slow things down and just have an honest conversation with each other instead of going running, you know, with your crush. I feel like every relationship, like long marriage, you always hear, we've had our ups and downs, but we've made it work. Yeah. It, there's always going to be conflict. And it also makes me think too, like, you know, relationships over a long period of time, like you kind of have different chapters within them. And as your life changes, sometimes you guys need to like re- communicate about like priorities what you're trying to do if you have a kid that changes your life dramatically from when you were first dating so it's like sometimes you have to communicate like you as a couple and the relationship or like you know if you have a different new job you move somewhere different like there's different factors i always feel like you have to like just communicate about those and set expectations and in a positive way yeah i mean every not every but there's been many many uh affairs that have started with a story like this you know oh i just had a crush mm -hmm. and we went running and it was innocent and this this isn't going to end in any way good you know and so yeah it's nice to figure out ways to get that validation or that attention or that love but you got to get it in healthy places and you shouldn't be getting it from anyone else you shouldn't be getting it from uh, people you have crushes on and people you have uh you know, thoughts about in ways that you shouldn't have thoughts about, especially when you're in a committed relationship. So that is uh agreed. Yeah. So we gotta start with that honest and open communication with her husband. And hopefully then they can find that spark again or at least be more on the same page so she doesn't have to go running with this other man. <laughs> there is no such thing as an innocent crush. Uh, when you're in a committed relationship with someone else. So more than, my biggest advice is stop calling what you're doing innocent. It's not. It's wrong. She knows it. That's why she wrote in. So before it gets worse, before you, you do something you really regret, um, set some boundaries for yourself, and then focus on your relationship with your husband. Maybe you, she gets to a point where maybe she's this uh, husband expresses all her feelings and frustrations and he gives her the old, I don't give a shit, tough luck. Well, at that point, maybe she'll have to reconsider her relationship with her husband, but focus on your current situation, deal with your shit. And then if you want out of a relationship, go explore those crushes, go running, have a ball, but don't com compromise your character and your values and who you are as a person because you've had some temporary moments of feeling disconnected from your partner. All right. Well, 
We got some great calls lined up for you and a great week as well. Don't forget to send those questions at asknick at thevalfiles.com for all things Ask Nick, texting office hours, mediation. You know the drill. Don't forget, we love those mediations. So if you and your partner are struggling, fighting over a common theme, you know, and you're looking for a third-party voice to find out some compromise, this isn't like a people's court. We're not picking a winner or a loser. We're trying to find a, we're trying to bring people together, you know? Uh, so let us know if uh, you have one of those stories. Write us in. We have a great week lined up for you. Uh, tomorrow, we got Reality Recap. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about all your favorite reality TV shows, pop culture topics, and more. And on Thursday, we're back on Thursday, the one and only legendary duo, Allie and AJ, are with us. Super excited to have the both of them. You're not going to want to miss that episode, so tune in for that. Until then, let's get to our callers. What's your time with me? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good. What's your name? I'm Julie. I'm 33. How can we help Julie? My male gay best friend is in love with me. Okay. Um, like, how? Love, like, in, in love with you, how? Um, so, over the past couple of years, he has confessed to our mutual friends um, that he sees us ending up together, that we would have this amazing life. And he ha- like has described these sort of grandiose, in my opinion, delusions of uh, how perfect we are together. And he doesn't know that I know, but of course, my friends have told me what he has said to them. So he's um, never confessed this to you. No, I would have no idea if they hadn't told me. Gotcha. So I've just been pretending that I don't know um, because for the most part, I can't tell. It doesn't really make a difference to me. Um, And the first time that my friend told me about this was like two years ago. And he confessed to her that he thinks that we're, you know, perfect for each other. And he's, And I was just like, wow, that sounds like he's having a midlife crisis or um, too drunk or something, you know? So I was like, whatever, that'll that'll work itself out. Was he drinking when he confessed this? I think there is alcohol involved when he he confesses to my friend. Gotcha. And Um, how is he with you? Like you said- Totally normal. Totally normal. So you truly would have- Mm no indication and is is your friend gay bisexual like does do you have any idea if he's had experience with women does he yes he well he grew up in a small town in oklahoma and has a lot of trauma with being gay he's experienced hate crimes and um i know that he is tried to date a woman in the past and then he was with a man for 12 years or something uh-huh. um and I don't, he hasn't dated much at all since then um and he has told me i think maybe a year ago or so that he thinks he might be bi now and i'm like okay cool that's your journey um but it's it's my opinion that he doesn't want to be gay and 
that he's trying that he's just like comfortable with me and has turned it into this like enamored uh, idea of what things could be sure so it's almost like from your end it seems like he's experienced some challenging times um from his upbringing his family his community you're assuming that he might think it just might be easier if he was in a relationship with a woman and yeah. would feel more accepted socially yeah uh, and by his family and and things like that but yeah i mean yeah. It's certainly possible i mean but i guess you know with you not knowing i don't know if there's anything for you to do you know you add in the variable that you think alcohol's been involved and he's made these confessions to your friends and around you, it'd be one thing if you're like, listen, he's never confessed it to me, but he's always like hinting at things or making kind of passive comments and saying things that don't make sense, but he's never done that with you. So I'm not sure no. what you're supposed to do, you know, like, hey, by the way, I heard when you were drunk that you think we'd be perfect together. And I'm just here to tell you, I think you're delusional. Yeah. yeah I don't know. No. And I, I don't want to do that because he's you know, such a sensitive soul. Yeah. Um, where normally I'm, I can be a little confrontational, you know, with, if I were to have a, a straight guy friend or coworker, I'm very firm with my boundaries and whatnot. Do you ever talk to him about his love life? Yeah. He like doesn't date at all. And just like what made me write in was just a couple of weeks ago where I thought he had really moved on from this little crush idea but he again told a different friend and basically told her that he's waiting for me to kind of get tired of hinge dating and whatnot and that one day I'm gonna look up and realize what's right in front of me and so he's like playing the long game is like his master plan and this just makes me uncomfortable just because we all know that he kind of has this underlying motive. I, I hear you, but is it, like, I guess, I mean, you, you, I, mean you know, I don't know what I should, if, if anything, because the last two years I have chosen to do nothing. It's just like my friendships are so authentic and I feel like this has a lot of murky murkiness no it, it it does um and i can appreciate what it might feel like to feel like you have you know things unsettled or unsaid between someone you consider to be a dear friend and it sounds like your friendships like you said you appreciate kind of this open communication and authenticity and you know you can tell me things i can tell you things even if those things are difficult and challenging but this is really testing that you know um, obviously, but it, I don't think he's really going to, you're not like at risk of anything other than a little no. discomfort. Right. And he can right. sit around and wait all he wants. You know, it's not to me when you're saying that I just, I, f I feel sorry for him. You know, I feel bad. You yeah. know, it's clearly, this is Thank someone you. who's struggled with his personal life. It's carried into his adult life. You know, he's having a hard time making meaningful connections. 
probably still dealing with a lot of the trauma he's experienced from his childhood. Do you know if he's in therapy dealing with stuff like this or is he kind of white knuckling it? Not in therapy. Yeah. yeah so just he's just like it. sounds like maybe he's just drinking his sorrows away. That's that's a that's a bummer. Um Yeah. That all being said, eventually you're going to meet someone and he's going to realize that his delusion is just that, you know, cause right now you're, you know, you're out there, you're dating and like, I'm sure everyone else, you know, dating is challenging and hard and you've had more failures than successes because that's literally what dating is. You, everyone has more dating failures and successes and you know, over time it can feel like frustrating and you vent to your friends. Here he is like listening in and being like, yeah, she's just gonna, I'm a good guy. Fuck it. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've not like, I can't, can't compare anything like this, but I think we've all had moments in our lives where we weren't, we weren't particularly happy with our current situation, whatever that situation was. And then when we do that, we, it's very easy for us to convince ourselves of solutions that I think would make us, we think would make us happy. And I think we can be mm -hmm. very convincing to ourselves when we're unhappy with our current situations. And so we can come up with very creative ways for us to like get ourselves out of these ruts. And some of those creative ways to other people, I think can sound like delusion just because we're so Ooh. convinced. I just think he's just going to have to get out of this rut. But I, I just don't know if there's something you could do. I mean, the, the only alternative is you can sit down, you know, if you want to, if you appreciate you know, this authenticity in your friendships, I guess that you could say to him, it's just like, Hey, can we talk? And I just want to address something. And you know, this has happened a couple of times I heard from so-and-so, I mean, maybe get your friend's permission to like, kind of, Hey, I need to talk to Jeff about this or whoever, it is, whatever his name is. Um, but, and to say, Hey, listen, like, I don't, I don't know where this is coming from, but I just want to talk to you about it. You could do that, you know, but yeah, I don't, I don't know right. how you feel like that's going to go. Um, sounds like it would make this, make it all even more awkward. And I also don't want to like cause any division within the friend group. My I theory, you know, is that crushes don't last forever. You know, I've had a thousand of them and I no longer care for any of them. But so like, I feel like if he just knows that it is never going to happen, that it will help him like move on. Do you really think he, this is a crush that he has to move on from? Or is it more of a, like I kind of was just describing, he's in a tough spot personally inside. And this is him thinking of like the best, I, I you know, I don't know what it's like to be in his shoes, but I can, it can make sense yeah. to me that this person who has given up on love for himself, has given up on dating, feels very confused inside, maybe not confused about his sexuality, but just confused about what, you know, about how the world sees him and accepts him has decided yeah. that like, you know what, a life with her I get along with her. She's fun. I think she's a beautiful person. Like, fuck, you know, I'll just, I, I've gone this long without having a, a, a sexual relationship or a, a physical intimacy. 
you know, he's, I guarantee you, he's not thinking about your needs in this, um, in this fantasy of his, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's thinking, yeah. oh, we get along. It'll be fun. I'll be good to her. I'll be kind to her. I'll do all this. He's not thinking about like your emotional and sexual needs and things like this. It, you know, he's clearly in a bad spot right now. And when we're in a bad spot, we tend to be very selfish, you know, because we, we, it's like fight or flight and we're, we feel like we're in the survival mode and he is trying to survive almost quite literally. Mm -hmm. And, and so he's really only thinking about his, his needs. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I wonder if maybe an approach of just, I would talk, maybe be more encouraging to him about his love life, ask him more questions about his love life I don't, and see where that goes rather than, I, rather, we've tried to like, make him online profiles and get him on the app to do anything and he just refuses he is to him it's not worth the trauma and the trauma okay how do you feel when you, you hang out with him like do you feel like since you have learned that he has this crush on you or this fantasy of ending up with you that you're holding back in a way do you feel awkward or uncomfortable when you're with your friend group because then that's something that we need to address as well well like we used to hang out one-on-one -on -one. we would go kayaking together and I never felt anything weird like he would at least like kind of compare like oh is that guy you're dating does he take you any cool places like like this like kayaking or whatever and so he compares himself a little bit to like whoever I'm dating. Um, but like that, I say the picture because it was the day after he had again confessed to one of my friends that we went to uh, the botanical gardens and to take a picture together. And um, normally with a friend, I would like give him a hug for a picture or whatever, but I'm just like standing there so stiff and awkward, like not wanting to even you know give him a side hug or whatever just because i feel like it's gonna fuel yeah his because it's ideas. so oftentimes i feel like as women we get the remark of oh will you let him on and you you were a yeah. tease and how is he not supposed to fantasize about ending up with you and you would treat him like this but is that what this is ah! <laughs> no you know because this is not a straight guy on. who's but if he's bisexual he said he he said he might be bisexual yeah, I mean, I, I have, mm -hmm. but I, I'm getting the impression, do you, I mean, I guess it's not for us to believe or not believe, but this, is it, is that, do you know. think him I saying he's bisexual has more to do with you and this fantasy of ending up with you, or? I don't think it's, per me in particular, I think it's just that he probably doesn't want to be gay and does have maybe some attraction to women. Um. And I yeah. feel like it's hard to speculate on this just because it's like, what? Like, you know, it, of course, it's like nobody ever wants to like speculate on someone's sexuality. And then also, you know, when you like aren't like don't know a person directly. So not not to kind of bring too many other perspectives into the mix. But like when you're friends, because you were saying it's like a friend group where it's like these two other girls and then this guy and you and he's told both of them that he has feelings for you like what have they said about it like have they kind of had like a perspective on it or like have they had kind of assumptions as being kind of the ones in the room who heard the news firsthand and like the way he might have articulated it they just said that they're kind of like shocked by how 
enamored he is with me um, because he doesn't talk about it all the time, but then he'll just like sort of erupt and like gush to them about how much he admires me and wants to be with me and yada yada. And I did tell one of my friends that I wonder if he just like doesn't want to be gay so badly that he sort of invented this I this fantasy. And she said that that's very much a possibility. Yeah, I mean, based on what you're saying, I could see that to be possible. I mean, there's plenty so you of. You think I should just do nothing? No, not necessarily. I, I just I'm not seeing an answer that um, isn't going to create some waves. One one option is you can kind of do nothing and ride it out, and that's solely going to be based off of your comfort level. I, I just is it is an overall like you're describing someone who seems pretty troubled internally, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's important not to our abandon our friends when they're troubled, but at the same time, you know, like you guys as a friend group are going to have to decide like what, like what is our responsibility and roles as friends? Do we just like let our friend kind of lead this kind of self-destructive lifestyle that's kind of given up on himself when it comes to love and things like that. You know, he's not investing in any type of mental health or things like, you know, he's drinking and, you know, he's, he's kind of saying some things that are confusing to the rest of the group. You know, I don't, I don't know if this has required some sort of intervention, but your friend is not, he is, it sounds like he's on a path of just not leading himself to happiness, you know, and he's, he's going to have to make some significant changes in his life if he wants to be happy. Um, it's not your job, it's not your responsibility, but I guess as friends, you can all kind of collectively ask yourselves, like, what should we do about this? I don't think this is like a you problem because he has a crush on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, he hasn't even told you. Mm-hmm. He's told other people, you know? So mm-hmm. if this friend group is so close and, and cares about each other, like, I just, well, I wonder if that's a conversation of the friend group to less about, like, the crush and more about just him, you know? How can you guys support him? Sounds like you've certainly tried, but, you know, it's, you know, he is struggling. So at some point, yeah. you know, there might need to be some, like, just, gentle and empathetic but direct truths that you might need to communicate with him you can't just keep looking the other way while he's leaving this self-destructive lifestyle um you know you guys aren't at risk it doesn't sound like he's the only one at risk so it's i think sometimes as friends we struggle with like is it my responsibility should i say something should i not especially knowing that if you do say something they're they're you're going to be made to be the bad guy, but most likely by the friend, at least at first, you know, that's always a tough spot when you're like, your friend is acting a certain way. Not saying anything is definitely an option. I I hear you that. And honestly, that's going to be the easiest option probably for you because he hasn't yet to address it. You can just do your thing, keep dating. I would, if you don't address it with him directly, I would keep, uh, I would never complain to him about your dating life. I would only, you know what I'm saying? I would never complain. He is not the friend you go to to gripe about a bad date or gripe about a guy's. If you meet a guy, you know what I'm saying? That's that's not him, you know, especially not any longer. Mm-hmm. I would ask your friends to be very careful about how they speak to him about your dating life, right? Always, you're, it's always positive. 
You're, you know, right now you're single and thriving. That's the energy he needs to, you know what I'm saying? So like, if you don't talk to him directly, you need to give off this impression that your singleness is a choice and you're happy and you're thriving and dating is fun and it's a venture. And if nothing else, be the role model to him about what, what dating can be like. You know, we all know it's a struggle. We all know it's difficult, but like at the end of the day, the better attitude you bring a challenging situation, the better it's going to be for you. It just is. And that would be just like a small thing you can do so that this kind of delusion about ending up with you, because right now he's just banking on the fact that dating's a challenge. You know, there's a lot of shitty guys out there and eventually you're just going to be like, fuck this. I got this like friend who's like, you know, what, a per- could give me a pretty good life. And, you know, he, he probably believes that because deep down it sounds like he's a good guy who's just got some internal, you know, demons. So you got to mm-hmm. not, you got to make it very clear to your friends and to him that your dating life is nothing but a positive thing, you know? And then when you meet a guy, you know, uh, talk positively, talk with excitement, you know, maybe that will help him realize that you're, you're not looking to end up with him. That would be a more passive, mm-hmm. indirect approach to like, you know, letting him know that a life with you is not something he should bank on. Mm-hmm. You know, and then addressing it. I don't know if this is something that's your responsibility. I feel like you should go to the group and and say, what should we do about this? You know, our friend's struggling here. We want him to find love. You know, we want him, you know, he needs help. He's drinking. He's abusing alcohol a little bit. He's clearly struggling. He's not doing any type of therapy. Like, you know, he's talking about marrying me, you know, like. It's, I don't think it's your responsibility because he's targeted you as the crush, you know? Okay. And I hope that your friends would agree that it's not your responsibility to address this with him. If, if you're talking about, hey, the, yeah, I don't want him to ruin the group, I feel like this is a, a friend group situation, you know, and you just got to have to bring okay. love and empathy with him, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. I know it's not the most direct answer, but it's like... The way you're describing it, I think, yeah, it's either just ignore it and kind of hopefully it plays out or at some point the friend group is going to have to have, I guess, some sort of intervention about, hey, man, like we love you, but we're just seeing you with these unhealthy patterns. And and even if they do that, I don't know if you need it, like his crush on you really is a is a side effect of all the things that he's that's going on inside of him, you know? Okay. yeah. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. It's not like the yeah. big problem is, is he's got this crush on you. That, that's the confusing outcome of all the other things that you said about his childhood and his trauma and his drinking and his, his, him just kind of giving up on dating because he just, fuck it, I don't want to feel rejected. And he's got to find himself. Have you guys ever like taken him to a gay bar? Yeah, we have. He just like is so uncomfortable no matter what, if we're at a regular bar or gay bar and he sees me flirting with guys or guys giving me attention he will then go and kind of sulk in the corner Mm -hmm. and get irritated and want to go home after that Uh, do you respond at all no good no good i just Just kind of ignore it i don't okay good what is uh what like how do i ask this question like what does he look like is he good looking is he struggling with his like so i'm just wondering is this like is he you know like could he be Um, infesting himself I'm not attracted to him okay. at all. Um, he's also like 15 years older than me. Um, oh, is he, he's in his mid 40s. 
This is so similar yeah. to what I'm going through. It's insane. Yeah, but he's really? not gay. I know, but it's just like it keeps getting better. Julie, we'll get through this together. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that he's in his mid-40s and he's still kind of... Not, but just like kind of has given up on himself in a way. I mean, every other aspect of his life, like he's very successful. Um, okay. But it's just his love life where he just refuses to engage. So maybe just me encouraging him to date more. I've done it in the past and it, he just blocks the idea so hard that I didn't push it. At but, some point, some tough love needs to happen from the group. It's just like, you yeah. almost have to be like, hey, man, like, you got you to gotta get out there or not, but you can't complain to us about your love life if you're not going to be proactive. And if he wants to be like, oh, it's, you know, like we, we all, and then you could say like, we've all struggled with our love life. And you know, then, you know, and if he brings up, well, you don't know what it's like to be me and, you know, my childhood and you could be like, yeah, I don't, you know, but we've all had our struggles, but. If yours is that challenging, then why aren't, you know, what are you doing? You know, again, that's where an opportunity to bring up therapy. You know, if someone wants to complain about how, how difficult life has been and, you know, how the world's not fair and, and they've had to deal with X, Y, or Z, you know, it's, you, you don't, it, yeah, they don't try to kind of compare or, you know, tell them about your struggle, but it, that is an opportunity, especially if they're not investing in their mental health to say, well, there are, there are things you can do about it, but complain to me isn't going to help <laughs> you know like what are you going to yeah. do um he doesn't really complain about it he just rejects the whole idea of dating i think maybe then you guys have to just i almost feel like maybe you guys just have to stop catering to him in that sense like i think your friends need to stop asking him about his love life then and then when he yeah. sulks about that you can and you say well because you, you didn't want you. Th you rejected all our ideas, you know. And it's just like, what did you want us to do? And I do like. Also, by the way, what are your friends saying to him when he's saying this stuff? I don't know. Yeah, you should I, ask them. I know they don't play into it. I think they just kind of sit there and listen. Like, what the fuck? I think maybe someone needs to say something. That that was my idea. Like, if I were in this friend group, I would be like, bro, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, same. That's what I would do if he was saying this to me about one of our other friends. I'd just be like, get that out of your head. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I think you needed to have a conversation with your friends about this and say, listen, like, this is making me, this is made me feel uncomfortable. Like, if this happens again, can you make it clear to him that that's not an option? And also, he, they need to say, like, listen. Stop telling us this. If you want to tell anyone, he should tell you. You know, they should make him tell you. I mean, I know that's going to be kind of uncomfy, but at least that will like clear the air and you're not awkwardly like addressing to him and he's just like, what are you talking about and playing dumb? You know, but before they say, hey, go, you know, talk to, to Julie, they should make it clear to him that that's not an option. And not only is it not an option, but you're kind of, you're, you, it kind of makes us all uncomfortable. If you want to date women, Julie's not an option. You know, she's your friend. And don't violate this friendship by, you know, making kind of uncomfortable remarks and, you know, 
you know, acting differently when she's out there flirting and dating, like you're her friend. Cause now he's not acting like a friend. He's acting like this weird kind of guy. So the friend group needs to help you hold them accountable because if he's part of this friend group, he's, he's, he's affecting the dynamic. He's making other people uncomfortable and he might be a sensitive soul, but like you don't get to like manipulate a bunch of people by being this whole like, oh, oh, I might cry, you know, I might get my feelings hurt, you know, like that's this manipulation at some point, you know? Yeah. So. All right. I will have a chat with the girls. Yeah. Chat with the girls. I'm sorry we're not more helpful. This is definitely one of those stickier situations just with his. Yeah. I feel like therapy. I really. Yeah, he clearly needs to get therapy. Like you know? therapy, like, I think is the answer here. I don't think you can do anything. I don't think. I mean, I was. I don't think you can do anything wrong here. I don't think there's any wrong answer to how you want to deal with it. And I guess that's my biggest takeaway: is it's an uncomfortable situation. You want to handle it with grace and empathy. You don't want to hurt his feelings. You don't want to fuck up the friend group. I get all that. But at the end of the day, some fr- friend groups evolve. They change. They don't last a lifetime. I hope this one does. But at the end of the day, you just have to address the situation however you think is the most comfortable. And that makes you feel the most safe and emotionally okay, even at the risk of upsetting the friend group. Because if your friend group in any way gets upset with you for how you handle this, short of you being unnecessarily mean to the guy, which you're not going to do, then they're not being good friends to you, you know? And, you know, again, depending on what you think about friendships, a lot of friendships are are, are solely based off of convenience and fun people to hang out with. But some friends, as we get older, friendships are more based off of being there for you in difficult times, the ability to have tough conversations, to, uh, to address a challenge, you know? And that's really what I've found in these two girls. And so I I just really love our friendship and just the authenticity and the transparency between the great girls. So talk to them and just say, hey, I need your help. I need your help, girls. Like, this is making me feel uncomfortable. I don't want to keep stressing on this. How do we handle this? Ask for their advice. What do you think? But it should be like uh, the three Mm -hmm. of you, if it, it sounds like there's two other women, should should you could come together mm-hmm. and they this is not a you problem this is a, a group problem okay and and go from there thank you all right all well, right keep thank us posted you. uh dying to know where this where this goes me too okay, okay. thanks for your time uh Have a good day, guys. our pleasure if he ever wants to come on with you you know if it ever gets if <laughs> we will we'll love to talk to him thank you all right take care Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Have a good one. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Therapy is super important for your mental health. And if you have ever thought about therapy, you got to look at BetterHelp because they are making it so much easier for people to get over that hurdle to jump into therapy because it can be intimidating. It can be challenging. Finding the right therapist can be a daunting you know, task, or at least it feels like that. But with BetterHelp, they literally work with thousands of therapists. So matching with a therapist that fits your needs and your personality that you feel comfortable with is greatly increased with BetterHelp. I started BetterHelp therapy recently. And I, 10 out of 10, would recommend. I love my therapist. She's given me little little nuggets of wisdom, such as... Ooh, we love. Planning for the future is chronological, but worrying about the future is psychological. And mm. there's no reason to worry about the future. That's smart. 
Easier said than done, I know. But yeah, yeah. those great reminders. How is the process about signing up for BetterHelp? Super easy. I just took like a little online quiz. I talked about things I was looking for. You can put in, you know, different preferences of people you'd like to work with, but they match you with someone super, super quickly. I think I was matched within 24 hours, maybe even closer to 12. And then you can message them online. You can book sessions with them. You can see their availability, you can do phone, you can do video. So really a ton of options to get the help you need. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash V-I-A-L-L today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash V-I-A-L-L. When it comes to writing, Grammarly is there to support you from start to finish. Maybe you're just not a poet or, you know, an author or a Nobel literate Pulitzer. Pulitzer. A yeah. Pulitzer. I mean, if you're not a Pulitzer like myself. And if you're a, a manager or a small business owner of any kind, you got to check out Grammarly because help yourself and help the people that work for you by helping them become more efficient when it comes to writing emails and sending messages to not only within your organizations, but out to your organization. Let Grammarly save your day because they have amazing tools to help you Check your tone, check your grammar, write more efficient emails, take out some of those unnecessary words and extra words, sound more professional, more precise, more direct. Also, I feel like Grammarly, definitely when you think about it, you only think about the typos and finding little punctuation marks, which I will say Nick's emails have vastly improved since we started using Grammarly. But they also have features to help you if you feel stuck in your writing or going through your inbox, which sometimes can feel really daunting and it'll help generate responses for you. So them being able to utilize AI and kind of come up with all these other features not only helps streamline your writing, but it can help you get started writing. It can help you polish up your writing and it can help you with just day to day tasks at home and around the office. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download for free today. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Grammarly.com slash podcast. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? Uh, my name is Melissa and I'm 25. How can we help Melissa? My boyfriend's business is ruining my relationship. Okay. Uh, is he the owner of this business? Yes. Okay, he is. Yep. Okay. Um, how old is the business? Right now, probably almost a year and a half. Okay, so young. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How long have you guys been together? Um, two years. Okay. Um, how old is he? 25 as well. Okay. What's the business? Construction. Okay. Well, tell us about some of the challenges that you're facing. Um, so I just feel like with the business, so we both still live at home with our parents, which is also, um, adding to it, but I feel like I'll never be number one priority. That's kind of like the realization at this two year mark that I'm coming to is like, I'm worried I'll never be number one and it'll always be about the business. So that concerns me. Um, he doesn't really like to talk about the future. I mean, I've seen from you before i think it was one of your like sunday like questions with nick or you know like how can i help whatever um and you said timelines are fair exact dates are not and i've told him like you know what is your timeline for future like you know engagement kids like where do you even like stand with that and i just get the answer of i can't even think about that right now there's so much other stuff going on like that's not even really on his radar so that's concerning to me because I'm like, okay, we're two years in. What what am I doing here? Because my I don't have a job where I like go home and think about it. Like I go to my job, I come home, and like that's it. The end of the day. And 
he, I just feel like has a ton of goals, which is fine. Like I want him to succeed in all of that and I want to support him, but I feel like I have not this, I don't want to say, I have this resentment like towards his business because it's just taking up all his time. And I'm like, where do I fit in? Yeah. Well, that's going to be your biggest struggle right now because I, I can empathize with him um, the immense stress of right. being your own boss and starting a business. And it's just like, feels like every day all you're doing is putting out fires. You know, yeah, you're just making exactly. decisions. Um, yep. So I can empathize with that. Your problem, I can empathize with you, is that, mm-hmm. and the, I, it's tough. You're in a tough situation because you're both young from my right. point of view. 25, young. Um, especially in 2023, people in 20 are at 25, our, our culture tells us we don't have to think about marriage anymore. Like, you know, kind of wait till you're 30. So you're sitting here being like, okay, well, what am I, you know, I I'm guessing you're, you wouldn't feel this way if he somehow made it clear to you that everything he's doing is for the both of you. Right. And I've told him that I said, it'd be different if we were having conversations and the conversation was, you know, I'm doing this for us and I'm doing this for our future kids and our future life together. But the conversations aren't that tone. Yeah. Cause like I, I work really hard and I'm, you know, let's, there have been times where I'm gone 13 hours a day often, you know, and like at time, you know, I try, it's just a big prayer for me to either check in with Natalie or include her or bring her along when I can, if it makes sense. And then if nothing else, it's always, this is for us, you know, this is, I'm trying to, Mm -hmm. this is an us thing, you know? Um, Yeah. And that goes a long fucking way. Right. Um, Because I don't feel like I have the reassurance that you even see us together long term. Okay. On the flip side, you are only 25. Um, So there is that. But yeah, so I guess I'm thinking out loud here, but it's it's not, regardless of your age, it's not fair to you to be in a two-year relationship with like, with zero answers about what the future looks like. Right. And I don't, I'm not asking for an engagement tomorrow or anything like that like there's no pressure on that i just want to know where his head at and i feel like he's really unwilling to even like think about that part of life because he's so business oriented right now it's like a horse with blinders on like it's just the business and like nothing else and i think it also doesn't help that we so we live an hour away from each other we both live at our parents um So I think it's hard when we only hang out on the weekends and then say like Sunday comes along and he's like, okay, like I got to go to the office and I got to do X, Y, and Z. And like during the week, you know, he's waking up early, which is fine. But then like, we don't talk until I want to say like 7, 8 PM. And then like, he's going to bed at like 9, 9 30 because he gets up so early. So there's no, and then why don't you guys live in the same neighborhood? Like, why do you still live with your parents? I'm not, I don't know. I'm not saying that judgmentally, but like, that is a choice you're making at 25. Yeah. We both, I think neither of us want to rent because we just feel like at this point, that'd be like throwing away money. Um, he actually just recently bought a rental house through the business. And I think for me, 
I have a lot of resentment towards that because I'm like, you could have used that opportunity for us. You could have, you know, bought a different house, you know, that we could have afforded together um, and made it easier on that. And then you could have done your, you know, your business rental houses after that. Um, So I feel like I just harbor a lot of, like, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, not feeling supportive anymore. Where I'm just like, why couldn't you have done that for us? Well, what are you getting out of this relationship? Like, why are you? That's what I ask myself. (laughs) But what were you getting out of it? You know, I guess when it started at some point, you've been in this relationship for two years. Right. That's a decent amount of time. But like, what has, you know, what was it in the beginning? Yeah. So he was in school long distance for like probably the first nine months of dating. So like that was fun and I got to go visit him and, you know, I got to kind of got to like play house in his, you know, apartment at school. And then I guess I thought when he came home, like things would be different and we would end up like moving in together. But then the conversations just switched. Um, I think, I don't know. I mean, he is just, he's a great guy. I mean, I love that he's driven and I love like that side about him. And I think that I feel safe and I feel comfortable and I do feel loved by him. But a lot of the times I'm like, I just don't know if he's showing me in the ways that I need like forever. So I think that's also been something I've been um, struggling with. When you communicate this stuff to him, what, how does he respond? Does he always just, is it always some version of, I don't have time for this right now? Um, it's, he's like, I don't really know what you want me to say. That's normally it. like, he just like, well, that's saying and a like, lot to me. It's like, yeah, there's a million like, things he could say. He could say comfort me. Yeah. You could say, babe, I, you're right. I know. Like if nothing else, a, a bare minimum answer from him would be some version of you're right, babe. I know I, I need like you have a, it's valid for you to feel this way. I'm just really busy. I'm having a hard time managing you know, all the things that are going on with the business, but like, I do want, I, like, I love you and I, it's important for me to make you feel a certain way. And I want you to feel X, Y, and Z. And I'm sorry, I'm letting you down right now. And can you just be a little more patient with me? Like that would be bare minimum. Right. And those would just be promises without like, without any follow through. But when he's okay with that, (laughs) that would be bare minimum. You're not getting bare minimum. And so you need to, you need to address that with them. Yeah. He, you, you know, you can say all this to him. Listen, I love you. I want to support you. I want to be the supportive girlfriend, hopefully future fiance and wife. But like mm-hmm. right now, the only thing I have is a, a weekend boyfriend who really constantly always makes me feel like he doesn't have time for me, gives me no insight, zero into like what a future looks like for us. Right now, it sounds like he only wants to have a girlfriend for the occasional, you know, sex and convenience because he doesn't want to like get on the apps. Right. Which I think about, I'm like, if we even like to myself, I think this, I'm like, if we even broke up, like he wouldn't even, like, I know he wouldn't make the time to date somebody else. I mean, there probably not. No way. Yeah. He probably would, you know, and if it would, it would just be very casual. It'd be very meaningless and it would just be something to do and a little bit of free time he has but yes he right you know it's not that he's busy is the problem you know it's not that he Mm -hmm. it's just that he's giving you literally nothing to go on right that's not a relationship can't work that way it just can't no 
and like I've asked him before I'm like well like you know and we've had conversations and he's kind of like silent or awkward doesn't know what to say I'm like well do you even want like kids in to get married because I don't know some people who have you know a business and their career like that's all they want to focus on for their life and that's fine but like let me know that and he's like of course I want to get married and like of course I want kids and but it's like then I don't know why you don't like think about think about that I, it's not that a, I, I get why he doesn't think about it. He's 25. Right. He's starting a business. Okay. I I get that it's not like on his, that he wants to, he doesn't need to sit down and talk to you about that. Like right. I, I get where he's coming from, but where I don't get where yeah. he's coming from is the fact that he's giving you nothing, you know, right. that he's not saying, you know, because he could say, listen, of course I want kids. You know, of course I want to get married, but we are, babe, we're only 25. And right now, like, I really, I really want to like be successful. And at 25, for someone who's very career driven, this is the time for him to be selfish and to invest mm -hmm. in his career. And so, you know, I get that. And if he wants right. to be in a relationship while all at the same time, selfishly focusing on his career, he still needs to like make some concessions and some choices so again at a bare minimum he could be like you know obviously i want to have kids um i see a future with you I, i'm not ready to get married anytime soon i want to be upfront about that but at the same time i want you to feel like a priority and i know at times i'm probably going to let you down but i really want to it is a priority for me to make you feel this way and what can we do he can't a hundred percent of the time just say he's too busy with you for for you and give you absolutely nothing when it comes to talking about the future, you know, if you were in my shoes, and this was like a business right. decision in a way, because, you know, marriage in some ways is a business decision, you could argue. Um, and while, you know, having kids with the right person is, a, is an important decision, maybe not a business one, but mm -hmm. uh, all his decisions feel important to him. Right. So you could be like, hey, you make a lot of important decisions when it comes to starting your business, right? And getting married and having kids are important decisions. So if you were me, and I know that I want to have kids, I'm 100% about it. I know that I want to get married, and I know I want, to, I want a, a relationship that is mutual, and, and we prioritize each other. I know I want that. Right. That, that. That I'm certain about that. And if you were me, knowing what I want, what would you do with the information you're providing to me as a business owner? Like, what would you say? Right. You know, would you invest in, would you invest in that person? Because you're right. asking me to invest in you by staying in this relationship and I'm getting nothing in return. You're telling me to cross my fingers and hope for yeah, the best. Exactly. I think that's my biggest thing is like, you're not like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, I, I don't know anything about like, I'm trying to plan mine, which obviously I can't plan it right now. any either, but like to have an idea and just like open up those conversations. And there's just, there's just nothing. I honestly think the, the only way to save this, honestly, is probably to break up with him and see if it's a, a shock to his system. Okay. I think before you do that, maybe you got to write him a letter or sit down with him and really articulate how you feel. You have to stay super calm about it mm -hmm. and just kind of like, hey, listen, man, I care about you. I love you. I want to see you happy. I know I, 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 I understand that right now at this point in your life that your business, your number one priority, I, I, get, I get all that. But I- right. You are asking me to stay in this relationship with absolutely no guarantees, no information, nothing. And 
that's just not fair to me. And if you can't give me that, right. I understand. But if that's where you're at, I can't be in this relationship. And I just, you know, you, I can't, you can't ask me to invest in you and get nothing in return. Yeah. And see what he says. Yeah, that's where, yeah, that's where my head has kind of like been circling around. Um, but I just wanted to. I think most, most young men in his position, he's going he's gonna to have to think he lost you before he really mm -hmm. thinks about how much you mean to him. He's taking you for granted right now. Okay. It's, it's that simple. Yeah. He's not trying to. He right. probably feels, you know, again, is some, he's probably so overwhelmed with this. And quite honestly, maybe the answer is, is he's not in a position to be a boyfriend right now. Right. As, as nice as he is and as nice as your relationship is, you know, there's a lot of positives. He has decided to be a business owner. I commend him for that. It takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And he's dedicated that to that. And at 25 years old, maybe he's just not in a position to be the partner you require. And right. you have to show him that you are capable of living without him and making a, 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 a shrewd business decision in a way, you know, yeah. because yeah. he has to make shrewd business decisions for his business. He's going to respect that. Might scare the shit out of him, but he needs to believe that you're capable of being fine without him if he's not willing to step up and give you what you need because he is assuming you're just going to sit around. Um, and it's kind of a game of chicken right now. Yeah. And he's just too bogged down with his other shit to really consider this or think about this. Right. Yeah, it's not like he's Machiavelli and looking in the mirror and being like, I'm just taking her for granted. He's no, not, not at all. He's not and it's doing like, that. I've even, brought, I've even like brought it up and he's like, yeah, it's, yeah, that's what he thinks. He's just, he's like, we don't have problems. Like you're just overthinking it all. And I'm like, well, it's not that's a problem so dis to That's you so dismissive. Like, yeah. It's so dismissive. Right. And I'm like, you get to kind of like have your cake and eat it too, because you get to have this business that you love and that you're really into. And then like, you also get to have this like accommodating girlfriend who has been okay with it up until, you know, recently. Um, who's been okay with just hanging out on the weekends and like talking just a little bit throughout the day. And, um, and I'm just not really okay with that anymore. So. And it's not even that it's more just the, like, for what, why am I in this right. relationship getting minimal attention, minimal prioritization for what you, you don't, you don't give me anything. Yeah. You might break up with me in six right. months. You don't even know. I, you might, you're literally telling me that you don't know if you want to marry me. You don't know. Right. And that's, I respect, I don't want you to lie to me, but you are asking right, exactly. me to make a huge decision for myself with no information. And you want me to invest how long? Two, three, four, five years into you and hope because you refuse. Your answer to all my questions is, I don't know what to tell you. Mm -hmm. And you dismiss my feelings by saying we don't have problems. I, I'm not happy. Right. So what are you going to do about it? Is, is, he, is, right. he, is he telling you you don't have the right to feel happy or sad or lonely? Right. Or, or lonely? Or yeah. Feel. <laughs> <That's> how, <laughs> yeah. So I think, you, I think you have to be very clear about how you feel. Okay. You have to remain calm when you do it and just kind of be very matter of fact. Don't argue with him about your feelings. Right. You know, this is, this is how I feel. I don't know what else you want me to say. You know, right. <laughs> that's how I feel. And I also don't, you know, if this is all you can share with me, is this, if this is all you're capable of giving me, 
It's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, instead of being like, I want you to do more. Why can't you do this? Just say, mm-hmm. you know what? You, you're not capable of giving me what I need. Just tell them. Right. Based on everything you told me, you don't have time for me. You don't have time mm-hmm. for us. You don't even have time to think about a future. Literally, you've right. told me that. Right. So I don't think you're capable of being in a relationship with me. And that makes me so sad because I love you. And all I want, I want to be the supportive girlfriend who helps mm-hmm. you, you know, with this business. I want to build right. something with you, but you, you just want to build something by yourself and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and have me be in the maybe pile, you know, like right. I'm your girlfriend yeah. while simultaneously being made to feel like an, a, a, a possibility of the future, an option. I think write this letter, write a letter, if you, you know, okay. whether you send it or not, but like it okay. helps you articulate your yeah. feelings and, and just be very matter of fact about what your feelings are, but you, you don't have to try to argue with him about those feelings. And then point right. out to him that he's, you don't think he's in a position to give you what you need because you've tried. And maybe okay. it, as sad as it makes you that you're just going to have to walk away, you know? And, right. and then when he does, and then, and then you kind of walk away and then you kind of disappear on him. Mm-hmm. That if you break, you know, you can't do like a fake breakup. You got to do a real breakup. Okay. This isn't like a breakup, you know, to hope he comes around i mean i know that's kind of what we're discussing but i think you really need to because the worst thing you could do oh my god the worst thing you do is break up with them you know and he's a little sad or whatever and then he puts in truly a minimal effort and kind of says like fine i mean i want to marry you someday or something like that but he's like you know what maybe you're right maybe we just don't have time but then you're bored and lonely and then you drive there every other weekend you have some sex and then your relationship turns into a situationship Oh my God. Right. <laughs> and that, that could absolutely happen. And it's going to, and it's, it's going to happen if it's going to, he's going to, he's going to welcome that possibility with open arms. Oh yeah. Oh, because oh my it's God. his dream. Then all of a sudden, yeah, he can he literally be like, just work right. during the day and then he, have he, sex he doesn't at night. have to bother. He doesn't be bothered with your questions about a relationship or whatever. So right. he he's going to worry about anything else. So if you break up with him, you got to break up with him. And, and the point about breaking up with someone is removing access you know, so many people in relationships, when they break up, they still give that person access to them. Right. It's like, okay, thanks. Yeah, right. <laughs> now I don't have to. Like, what was the point of that? Yeah, now you don't have to tell me, like, well, you're not being a good boyfriend. You're right. We're not dating. Right. You know? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but my gut tells me you're going to have to do that and you're going to have to get on the apps and start dating. Just start dating and he's going to have to really believe that you're, he lost you and he's going to have to fight for you to have you back in his life and you're going to have to really believe it. And right. as busy as he is, there is a way for him to make it work with you if you really wanted to. Right. And he might just, the, the only excuse I will give him is that maybe he's just, you know, he's, he is trying to accomplish a lot at a young age and mm-hmm. it might just be too much yeah. for him, you know? Yeah. And it's not a fault. I'm not judging him, but right. he needs to, he needs to recognize that he is falling short as a partner. That he should want to be a better partner in the future. Because right. that's, that's the biggest red flag, too. If he really doesn't see a problem with how he's acting, even when he gets less busy, you're not going to, you know, he thinks this right. is acceptable behavior for a partner, and it's not. And it's not, yeah. So, even if he was making, you know, little promises, 
like the point is he thinks that making you a priority is a priority. <laughs> right. So he's like, eh, that's that's at the bottom of the list. Yeah. So he needs a wake up call. Okay. You know? And yeah. maybe he won't come around, you know. But he, he he might be a really good guy that you have a connection with and you had you had a good thing, but he still might not be right. your guy, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, um everything's on the table. Yeah. So Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. No, no problem. Sorry, I wouldn't give you a more positive answer, but <laughs> no, that's okay. It also wouldn't. Thinking, it I've wouldn't shock me that he has a a reaction that you want. Whether that's yeah. Whether that lasts, whether that's sustainable, you know, remains to be seen. But uh, right. he doesn't. He want to break up with you. He wants to have you in his life. You know, right. he just wants you having his life on his terms, and you need to kind exactly. of redefine those terms. And he needs to believe that you have the power and the strength and the conviction to hold him accountable okay he's banking on the fact that you won't do that right all right okay. good luck i'm gonna do it keep thank us po- you so much keep us posted for sure uh, okay well all right take care all right you too all right, bye-bye so i am planning a holiday trip to new york i love to see all my friends in new york and there's nothing we love to do more than go and see a show But we don't also have a ton of money. We don't like to overspend on going to see shows. There's a lot we want to do while we're in New York. So we love using Today Ticks because not only can you get tickets last minute and get really good deals, you can also still plan ahead and get those same good deals. Because if you're planning a trip to a city like New York, you don't want to waste your entire day waiting in line, trying to find those tickets. You can plan ahead. You can get them last minute. And you know you're still getting a really, really good deal on the shows you want to see. And then your trip is just exponentially better. Today Ticks is your ticket to entertainment. Get great deals on theater tickets with savings up to 40% off. It's not just for Broadway shows. Today Ticks has great deals on so many other great shows, theme parks, museums, and more. So check it out. Download the app or visit todayticks.com. Check out online or in the app to get your tickets sent right to your phone. See that show you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todayticks.com slash nickvial and use promo code nickvial to get $20 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code nickvial at todayticks. That's T-I-X dot com slash nickvial for an additional $20 off your first ticket purchase. Todayticks.com slash nickvial. Drizzly is the go-to app for drink delivery, especially during the holidays. Whether sending drinks from afar, hosting festive parties, or just restocking your bar with some seasonal appropriate beverages, you can find the right drinks for the occasion on Drizzly. Save dough by comparing prices on a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits from local stores. Whether it's a Bullet Bourbon, Don Julio, Kettle One, and more, Drizzly has all your favorite drinks, spirits, wine, beer, and so much more. There are so many amazing use cases for when Drizzly can save your day. Whether you're running late to that party and you forgot to pick up a drink to, you know, not come empty-handed, to maybe give a last-minute gift to a friend or colleague. Maybe not a last-minute gift. I mean, everyone loves a nice bottle of their favorite alcohol. I received a wonderful bottle of whiskey for my birthday from Drizzly from someone who just wanted to tell me how important I was to them, and I greatly appreciated it. There's no better way to take advantage of the convenience of Drizzly than at a party where the uh, fun is flowing, but the drinks have run out. Well, fear not. Just go to the Drizzly app or drizzly.com select some of your favorite drinks whatever you're looking for they have such a great variety of wines 
beers, craft beers, your favorite spirits. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. The go-to app for alcohol delivery must be 21 years or older, not available in all locations. Again, just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. How's it going? Hi, I'm Alana. I'm 23 and my situation and myself can't move on from each other. Uh, how long have you been dating? Well, whatever you want to call it. How long have you been hanging out with him? It was my ex one. So we're not, we're not together anymore, but we were together for about three months. So it was pretty short lived. Okay. You were in a committed relationship. You were boyfriend and girlfriend for three months. No, it was a situation. We never got together fully. Oh, okay. And now what is it? ex situationship but i we still talk and hang out sometimes and have sex yeah yeah mm-hmm. um why not that you were ever in a relationship but what happened at the end of three months that made it stop so we were i just graduated from college so my last semester of college i got introduced to him by my best friend who works with him and basically, I wasn't really interested to begin with at first because he's not my usual type, but his personality was really awesome. So I gave it a chance and he's very like adamant, and persistent. He wanted to be together. So I gave him a chance and we ended up clicking really well. And it was like one of those things where I wanted to wait until graduation to make sure that we were compatible before doing distance because we live in different states. and. He agreed, but he was more persistent to the fact that we would end up like working well. He would make it work, everything. So I believed him. And then come graduation, he got cold feet and didn't want to do distance. So he ended it with me abruptly. Okay. How did that make you feel? Uh, Shitty, basically. (laughs) I just was really surprised because he was the one pushing for it. And he had told me he was going to try and then actually like 24 hours after he committed to trying he ended it with me so there was no in between where i felt like something was off yeah well it's like good news bad news the good news Mm -hmm. is is that you don't like him as much as you think you do i don't know i mean i do (laughs) i mean think about it your gut, your instinct told you that, you know, I'm on the fence about this guy. I like his personality. He's great. We got some valid concerns about like our compatibility. If for no other reason, then we're going to be long distance. And I still know very little about him, but he begged you and he convinced you and he made a PowerPoint presentation. I'm kidding about that, but you know what I'm saying? Like he was, he did have a notes app. About me. There you go. <laughs> right. Like- so he had all these things, and I, I, if nothing else, that must have felt very flattering. Here is this guy mm-hmm. who's out there being like, you're, you're special, this is why, this is, you're better than me, you're the best, I'm the worst, but let me, can, you know, let me show you why you should give me a chance. Just give me a chance, I'll show you. You're, you queen, you, you wonderful person, you're the epitome of life, and you, know, you felt probably so pursued and it was probably great, you know? And that is great. It's great to be pursued that way. And then overnight, he's just like, just kidding. The blow to your ego must have been devastating. Yeah, Your ego is obsessed with this guy. I don't know about your heart or you, but your ego is just, you. he he tricked your ego, you know? And now your ego is left to be like, wait, what what about the notes app? We're special. How could you, (laughs) I mean, I don't know if I like you, 
you're supposed to be obsessed with me. You know? Like, if I mm-hmm. move to, like, fucking Antarctica, you're supposed to fucking chase me. Like, what the fuck? This is what your ego is constantly saying, you know? And so yeah. now when he does reach out, when he pe- pokes his head out of the ground, your ego's like, oh my God, see? He's just going to come around. He's going to realize he's just, he's going through something. He's got some brain frog right now. He's not, he's not thinking clearly. He's going through some sort of like, I just graduated crisis, but don't worry. You're amazing. He's just, you just got to give him time. You just got to give him time. And like, that's what it's your ego is telling you over and over. (laughs) And you just have to see the forest through the trees. You know, you have to see that you have to be honest with yourself and recognize that you are chasing this fix of validation from him. And again, I'm sure he's nice, but when you talk about what you're looking for in a relationship and how you want to be treated, you don't know much about him other than he's kind of a fun time and he makes you laugh, you know? Uh, Yeah. It's like hard because every time, so I'm only an hour away from where he lives. He still lives in my college town. Mm -hmm. So I'm down there consistently because my best friend also lives by there. So it's been a thing where every time I go down there, he confesses his love to me. He last over the summer said, I love you for the first time to me, but then he'll say all these things. And then the next day he'll say, A, he doesn't remember saying all the stuff. So he's doing it when he's drinking, I'm assuming? Sometimes have been and then sometimes haven't been. So the last time that we hung out was a week ago. <laughs> And it was during my alumni weekend and I had totally cut him off because I couldn't do the hookup thing with him anymore. What does totally cut him off mean? How many days was totally cut him off? About like two weeks before I saw him again. Okay. And you're law already long distance. So that's like not, that's not cutting him off at all. I know. (laughs) I know it's not, I know. But I told him, I said I was done. I said I couldn't do the hookup thing anymore. Like I couldn't keep it casual. Because I thought maybe I could do that and still hang out with him and see how, what happens. But I asked him, I said, do you have any feelings for me? And he said, no, I don't. So I said, okay, then I'm done. There's no point for this anymore. And then basically on alumni weekend, I was at the bar. We were both there all day. I'd avoided him. And then eventually at some point we ended up talking. And he confessed everything to me being like I hate being single I regret not being with you I thought I was gonna be happy I'm not like I was, still was, love you was one of the first things he said you. was I hate being single it was a very toxic way we started talking so the first thing that he mentioned was like the way we brought up talking to each other is we both had made out with other people in front of each other and so he came up to me and was like what like that was crazy right and I was like yeah pretty bad so the first thing he was talking about was like yeah i just did that to make you jealous and And, i said the same thing because i also did that to make him jealous i mean all your decisions are very ego based and you need to i say this with love you need to stop being so gullible i know that's what my friends say you need to kind of have that honesty with yourself that you're being kind of gullible when it comes to you're, you're so responsive to him you know you are waiting for him to say or do something. You are reacting to him. You're basing your, all your decisions around his attention, his validation. First of all, like, this guy's a mess. 
and I'm sure he's a swell guy, but like, I want someone who knows they want to be with me. I want someone who doesn't one day say they love me and the next day act almost cold and mean to me. You know, like I don't, that's, that's, that's a turnoff. That's an ick. This is the conversation you need to be having with yourself. I'm not looking for that type of guy. I'm not looking for someone who's on the fence and will one day make a note nap the next day. You know, I don't want to date a coward. He's a coward. You need to stop being gullible. And then when you communicate him with him at all, which should be very brief in the future, it's not like, it's not the energy, the energy you don't want to bring is, I can't date you anymore. I can't do this as if like you're a victim of his actions. You need to say, I, like, I'm over this. Like, this yeah. is beneath me. This is childish. And I'm tired of being childish with you. So, like, just don't call me because you're, you're just wasting your time and my time. And, and you can't respond to him, like, the next day being like, oh, you're right. You know, like, you need to, you need to like, say no to him multiple times. And then when he's yeah, like, no, really, I but do. like you have, I have no reason to trust your decision. Make. I have, you don't trust yourself. You're on the fence. One day you think this, the next day you think that. How, how should, how could anyone trust you? You, you, you don't even know what you want. You can't trust yourself. This is yeah. the energy you need to bring to him. I should have been trying harder because that is, I know it's like accurate because that's what everyone's been saying. And I know it's also true because he does this every single time I see him. Yeah, and now you've guys created this pattern, you know. He knows you're going to always come around. He knows he can get a reaction out of you. He can even make out with a girl and get you to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That did not feel good. Yeah, well, you're but you're addicted to the fix. You know, you've heard me use that kind of sugar analogy in the past. It's like, you know, it doesn't feel good to like pig out on a bunch of sour patch kids, but you know we do it sometimes. In the words of Miley Cyrus, everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody has, has those days. days. <laughs> uh, but you, it's up to you. You know, do you want to have the hangover that comes with giving in to him and giving in to your ego? And, or do you just want to grow up yourself and recognize that, like, this, this is not the type of relationship I'm looking for. This is, a, this is something to do. It keeps me occupied. It keeps, it keeps me invested. It's drama. And yeah, drama can be fun. And you are, pro you are investing your time in drama. And we've all done that. You'll do it again, you know, and certainly in our early 20s, we do it a lot, but it's really up to you, you know, how much drama do you want? But yeah, he is not going to magically come around. That's so true. I'm probably going to see him again. Not like one-on-one, -on -one, but I will be going back to that town like in a few weeks and more it's a small town so okay. more likely than not i'll probably be running into him okay and this happens again i just don't really know how to handle it again. treat him like someone you went to high school with that you kind of like would rather like cross the street be, not because you dislike them but it's more because like i don't know what to fucking say to this guy that person like you kind of know each other but you're like i don't want to talk to you but you're friendly but if you were you would be you would be nice if like you you know, hey, how's it going? This very kind of surface level. Act like you've already moved on. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Oh, that's cool. Talk, but don't talk. Don't talk about anything meaningful. If he texts you, don't respond. If he calls you, don't answer. Oh, okay, that's so hard, but I will 
I mean, it's up yeah, to you. It's not, it's that. not that hard. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to eat healthy, but some people choose to do it and some people don't. It's hard to get out of bed and go work out. You know, some people choose to do it. Some people don't, but you can do it. You know, don't tell yourself that it's so hard that you can't do it. You know, that you don't have the willpower to say no to this guy. So you have to tell yourself, I absolutely can do this. I don't want to be sucked into the drama. I, I want to make healthier decisions for myself. I don't want to have temporary moments of feeling good only to be followed by like sadness. I mean, it must be really shitty to hear the, I have no feelings for you whatsoever. Yeah. And then it's wild to hear that that's like not accurate about like a few weeks later. Who it the just... fuck knows what's accurate? I don't know what's accurate. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, quite honestly, it's probably the same thing. You know, he guys love a good chase. You know, women love a good to be chased. And you guys are kind of falling into the stereotypes of, you know, what young men and women, um, you know, kind of get fixes off of. So do you think that he like straight up to probably just doesn't have feelings for me, but just has like the I, ego boost. And I've no, I, I don't that. really. I'm sure he thinks you're swell and whatever and, and pretty and nice. And, but right now, I, right now he's as selfish, you know, as many people your age are now more than ever. You know, he's thinking, I just graduated from school. Do I really want to be in a long distance relationship? I got to think about my career. And these are all valid feelings that he has. But the world has told him that it's okay, you know, to be selfish, but, you know, we also want to have companionship in a relationship and he's, he doesn't have the conviction to, I guess, do the right thing and say, hey, right now, this time in my life is about me and I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to focus on these things I need. And it's not fair for me to, you know, fuck with other people's feelings because I'm feeling lonely at times but you know most 23 year olds unfortunately just don't have that type of you know conviction or character so if he calls i shouldn't answer no no more conversations about whatever this is about the two of you you need to make a decision for yourself about what you want and what makes you happy and you need to follow through with it that's yeah and, I you, know that's and, true. and you can do it you're not you're not this helpless weak person i know i think it was like the first time in a long time that someone has like actually like liked me and been like really invested in me and that's nice that i kind of fell in love with so i like it's like hard to let go of but I what guess. got you there what got you there i just felt really comfortable and like i felt like myself with him and he just no like, but that's not what got you there what got you there is demonstrating confidence and power and giving initially giving him the impression that you weren't sure if he was worth your time in the future, just keep focusing on your self-confidence and knowing what you're, what you're worth. Keep investing in yourself. Keep, you know, making yourself the best possible partner for whoever your future partner is whenever you meet, you know, and that's taking care of yourself, keeping your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health. Be happy with your choices about what you're doing and the men will come, you know, because people like confident, self-assured people, people like people who they wonder if they have time for them. So if you preoccupy yourself with things that you're doing for yourself and for your friends and for your family and for your community, and you come across as a really busy, s successful person 
and then you go out there and dabble, but the energy is more like, I don't know if I even have time for you. Trust me, the guys will bang the door down. Guys inherently like, like a good chase. So the waving of the hand that says essentially pick me is just generally it's like, oh, well, there's no chase there. So you don't need him to feel special. You just need to believe in yourself a little bit more. You have a lot of things going for you. There's zero chance guys aren't going to be into you. You know, I don't know about every guy, but there'll be plenty of guys. Most of which you won't like, but every once in a while, one of them will reveal themselves to be a pretty good option. And when that happens, you still have to stay the course of being the busy person that, and again, invest in things that you're passionate about. You're 23. You have, you should be selfish right now. Investing yourself, you know, your right now shouldn't be about men and boys. That'll happen. Be open to meeting men. Be open to meeting guys. Get out there but it shouldn't be your main priority. I mean, that's one of probably my biggest regret when I was your age is that I've, I've, I made finding someone my top priority. And I should have I just kind of put it somewhere in the top five. And I should have focused yeah. more on myself and, and, and not in like in a self-centered way, but just that I, was, I found myself comfortable with myself. And, and, and when I started doing that, Everything changed for me. When I stopped thinking, well, until I find someone, then I'm, I'm incomplete. When I just accepted, you know what, maybe I'll find someone someday, you know, right now I'm just going to be a great third wheel or a great fifth wheel with my friends. Honestly, that was a huge, that was a huge moment in my life is right after I broke up with my third girlfriend, I was 30 years old, 31, you know, and up to that point, anytime I'd broken up with a girlfriend, I was just a fucking loser i guess i was self full of self-pity really really just pathetic and then when that when i broke up with that one girlfriend and i was 31 years old i was kind of like you know what i'm sad i really liked her i really thought we we're gonna end up together i was sad but i'm gonna find someone someday i know i am i just don't know when and then i just started i started volunteering i started focusing more on my career i got a better job i mean so much opened up for me because I just stopped obsessing over finding someone, you know? Yeah. No. It is, yeah. I mean, the reason I even, like, I feel like the last time when I was single with, before him, like, I got to that point where I was like, oh, I love being single. Like, this is fun. And then he came around. So right. it's it probably the most confident I've been. So Yeah, so you just kind of fucked with your ego. So you just got to get out of it. I know. I know. It's just hard. Like, it's not that hard. It's I not feel that like hard. dating... Well, like, I feel like dating right now, even like, just like at my age, like, it's just hard to find guys that even like would commit to going on a date because they just want to hook up and that's it. I get it. There is a lot of guys out there there, but not all of them. And again, just don't feel like all the other girls who are saying yes to the hookups. Stand out by yeah. investing in yourself. Say no to these guys. Guys love a no. Oh, and the okay. ones worth your time, yeah. at least, you know? Yeah, I'm just over it. I'm I, over hookups. They build nothing good. to me. They well, you did them. You had them. some fun, you know, and I'm sure one day you'll have one in the future, but I'm glad you've come to this realization and you're still incredibly young in the best possible way. And I think if the more you focus on yourself and what makes you happy and what makes you feel confident and then focus on investing in the people around you, your friends, be the best fucking friend to your girls, you know, be the best brother or sister or daughter, you know, 
to your family members. And I promise you, I promise you it'll attract people. You know, you're gonna but you're gonna have to show some discipline here or there. You're gonna have to not give in to the drama and the fix that your ego so desperately wants because your ego will. I mean, you're, you're, it's almost as you got to listen to your body. You know, you got to listen to like why take a pause when you're in a vulnerable situation, when you're at the bar and you, you know, before you go make out with someone, ask yourself, just be like, go to the bathroom and look like, why am I, why, why am I doing this? You know, have a conversation with yourself. How am I going to feel about this tomorrow? I think if you start doing that, it'll, it'll be a snowball effect. It'll, it, that'll, those, that will be your fix. The fix of choosing yourself, the fix of, you know, uh, making the long-term happy decision, you know, not the fix of instant gratification, but the, you know, the fix of knowing that like in three days, I'm going to feel real good about this. It's the same thing where you get on a healthy diet or you get back in the gym, fucking brutal the first couple times. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, I can't not work out today because I keep that momentum going. So you just got to get some momentum when it comes to prioritizing yourself. I did have one question for sure. you. So my aunt sent me up with this guy a while back, like a, like two months ago, probably. And we hung out a few times and then it kind of fizzled out. But I recently saw him when I was out in the city. And he told me like what bar he was going to. And he like said hi, no, whatever. But um I didn't end up going to the same bar as him because I was too scared to. Um, but I'm thinking of maybe asking him if he wanted to like hang out soon, but I don't know if he'd be interested or not. And I don't know if I should. I think, well, you know, it's like part of me is just like, fuck it, just shoot your shot. Who gives a shit? But I, I want you, I don't want you to ask him out, have some sort of ego relapse because he rejects you or, you know, he's like, I don't know. He kind of fuck boys it and kind of says maybe in the future and, He's like, oh yeah, cool, someday, you know, and then he doesn't reach out and you you feel a little like, ugh, and then you need that validation fix and then this motherfucker reaches out. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. so. Okay, so let it fizzle. Nah, Just wait. I, I think you need to get out of this situationship first. Okay. And you need to do it on your own. And it can't be through another guy who yeah. who just, you <laughs> trade one validation fix for another. That's, yeah, that's probably my biggest downfall. Like, I don't need do. him to make me feel happy. Mm -hmm. And you need to, and, and then, sh you know, shoot your shot. Okay. So you're just, again, it's, it's about you listening to yourself and you prioritizing future self. Because the truth is, yeah, I don't know, reach out to this guy. And I don't know what he's going to say. And if he doesn't say yes, there's nothing to say about you. You, can, you have to be good at checking your ego. And that's just something you learn over time. And you're, you're on your way. You're, you're, you're not, you're self-aware. You realize what you're doing. You're addressing it. You know, you calling in as a positive sign of like, hey, I know this is something that's not serving me well. How do I get out of it? You know? So mm -hmm. that's a good thing. So you're on your way. You just have to get good at, you know, prioritizing future you. That's, that's the big takeaway. Okay. Will this make me happy in three or four days? And those are the choices you need to start making. Because right now, you're not thinking about that at all. And you're only doing what's making you happy in the exact moment you're in. With no consideration for tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. I would say that's probably true. Okay. All right. So, yeah. As far as reaching out to this other guy, whatever you want, just 
it's not to get over him. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did like, I liked hanging out with him a lot. Um, But he's just hard to reach. He's a guy that doesn't use his phone ever, like at all. So it's like really hard to communicate with him. So if I do text him, it's like a response like two days later. Okay. Well, you just have to prepare yourself for that. Like whatever, however he responds, you have to be able to handle it, internalize it and not use it as an excuse to be weak. Okay. I'll probably hold off on texting. Okay. I feel like yeah, I fine. need to figure things out. Okay. That's, that's a great decision. Yeah. He needs to chase me. So we'll see if that happens. All right. But big takeaway, you don't need these guys to feel special or happy. Uh, you have plenty of time to find love. And the more that you invest in yourself, the more you will increase your chances. And now I'm not saying be self-centered or have like a main character and be a drama, but just investing yourself and investing your community and your friends and be busy and be unavailable. Okay. I will do that. I will. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Good luck. Keep us posted. I will. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow for another episode of Reality Recap. And on Thursday's episode of Going Deeper, the legendary duo of Allie and AJ are with us. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.